Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you are excited to be in the house of God today? You don't sound like it. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Amen. Praise God. All right. We're going to continue from where we stopped um, last week, uh, Wednesday. We have been on this journey on Kingdom Builders. All right. <clears throat> well, let us go to the book of Ezra, chapter 1 and verse 1. Ezra, chapter 1 and verse 1. Ezra, chapter 1 and verse 1. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, E family, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, we are seeing you, we are watching you, and that you are watching us. Amen. So, thank you for joining us. But it would have been better if you were here. I guarantee you, I mean, you can't beat that praise and worship. There is an atmosphere that is here that you are missing out on. Next time, if you are not outside of town, make sure you are in service. Say amen. I can't hear your amen. Type amen on where you are watching. All right. Praise God. Ezra chapter 1 and verse 1. Are we there? Now in the first year, give me this in the, give me a new living translation. Let me just dilute or not dilute. I mean, give, uh, read a, a one that is more explanatory. Uh, the Bible says in the first year of King Cyrus of Pesha, the Lord fulfilled the prophecy. He had given through who? Through who? Jeremiah. He stirred the heart of Cyrus to put this proclamation in writing and to send it throughout where? His kingdom. Next verse. This is what King Cyrus of Pesha says. The Lord. Somebody holler the Lord. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of where? The earth. And he has appointed me to build him what? A temple at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. This is very strange. I will tell you why it is strange. All right, let's keep going. And of you who are his people may go to Jerusalem. And of you, any, sorry, any of you who are his people may go to Jerusalem in Judah to do what? What are you to go and do? To rebuild this temple of the Lord, the God of Israel who lives in Jerusalem. Where does God live? In Jerusalem. And may your God be with you. Nazareth. Wherever this Jewish remnant is found, let their neighbors contribute towards their expenses by giving them silver and gold and supplies for the journey and livestock as well as a voluntary offering for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Keep going. Verse 5. Then God stirred the hearts of the priests 
and the Levites and the leaders of the tribe of Judah and Benjamin to go to Jerusalem to do what? To rebuild the temple of the Lord. Go to verse 7. Let's just flip over because of time. King Cyrus himself brought out the articles that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken from where? The Lord's temple in Jerusalem and had placed it in the temple of who? Where did Nebuchadnezzar place them? Nebuchadnezzar took things from the house of God and went to place it in his own small God. Are you not living in that time today? Alright, let's keep going. Go to verses, yeah, let's read, go to verse 11. Let's just go over quickly. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and silver. And Shebazah, Shebazah brought all of these along when the exile, when the exiles went from Babylon to Jerusalem. I think this is the last verse. Give me chapter 2 verse 1. Let's just read that because we're going to use that to pray at the end of this service. Here is the list of the Jew, Jew, uh, Jewish exiles of the province who returned from their captivity. King Hebuchadnezzar had deported them to Babylon. But now they returned to Jerusalem and other towns in Judea where they originally lived. Anyone in Babylon will return today. Anyone that Babylon is holding on to, you will return today. Say amen like you are serious. All right, Father, help us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Uh, I'm, I'm teaching, continuing on kingdom builders. This is part three. But I'm, I'm going to start, you know, I've been telling you how to, that I want to teach you how to live your life outside of Babylonian system. So today we are going to deal with exit from Babylon. Somebody say exit from Babylon. Shout it out loud. Say exit from Babylon. All right. Then from the next, uh, I think from Sunday, I will now teach you how to live outside your life outside of Babylon. Outside of Babylon. Amen, somebody. At this point, church, we know from prophecy that there was a prophetic word given by uh, God's servants that the people of God are going to be in exile for 70 years. If you all remember that story, um, when uh, the, the uh, prophet Isaiah prophesied that they were going to be in exile for 70 years. And that was when Daniel found out by books that the children of Israel were supposed to be in exile for how long? How long? 70 years. So what did he do? He began to pray. He began to pray. When he found out that, you know, church, when you realize that your freedom is here, don't sit down and sleep the whole night. That is the time to go into warfare. Say amen, somebody. This period now is the time to go into battle. Because your freedom is at hand. Oh, no amen. No amen. Uh, well, well, this is a very interesting story about the children of Israel because uh, their journey began with Abraham. You all know that Abraham, God told him to leave his father's house, mother's house, go to a place that he will show him, and then there he will bless him. He will make him a great nation. And Abraham departed. Abraham then gave birth to Isaac, transferred the blessing. Isaac gave birth to Jacob, and Jacob the, the grandson of Abraham now confronted or met up with an angel who he wrestled with the whole night. 
And the Bible says just before the breaking of the day, uh, you know, he wanted the angel to say, leave me so that I can go. He said to the angel, I will not let you go until you do what? You bless me. So the angel touched the whole of his thigh and he went out of socket and he began to limp. And the angel said to him, from this day, you are no longer Jacob. What are you now? Israel, for as a prince, thou hast wrestled with God and you have prevailed. You now have power with God and with man. So God now made Israel out of this man called Jacob. And then they now migrated afterwards due to the, the hunger in Israel. They migrated to where? To where? Egypt. When they were in Egypt, uh, they began to grow and enlarge. And all of a sudden, the Bible said that a king that knew not Joseph arose and began to maltreat these people. And they went into slavery. Somebody hollered slavery. They were in captivity. They were in slavery. They were in bondage. They were laboring for the people of Egypt. And then, obviously, you all know the miraculous act of God with the templates. And they left Egypt by the finger of God. And they crossed the Red Sea and now went into Canaan. But you see, after they went into Canaan, they began to misbehave. The children of Israel will serve God today and tomorrow they will serve another God. In fact, God even warned them strictly not to mingle with the gods of the cities where they are going. Say amen to that. They were commanded, but yet they kept disobeying God. And God would raise judges, God would raise kings to lead these people. And in all this, they kept rebelling against the Lord. They would worship other gods. And then the priests would defy the altar, defy the temple of God. And then God would now put them into problems. And they kept running in and out of the hand of their enemies. Until finally God said, you know what? You guys are going to go into captivity for seven years. If you don't want to serve me, serve your enemies. Church, let me tell you, if you don't serve God, you will serve the devil. You will serve your enemies. That's the gospel truth. Those of you who don't have time for the kingdom of God, I bet you, Satan will take that time. You will serve the devil one way or the other. That's why it's important for you to serve the Lord. Say amen to that. So God now told them that they're going to be, they're going to go into captivity. So at this point, Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar went after these people and took them, yanked all of them out from Jerusalem and burned down Jerusalem and took them into cap captivity in Babylon. So they were in Babylon when God began to raise all these men, the men that you hear of, people like Ezra, people like Nehemiah, men like Daniel, they were all, all these people were raised, Esther, Esther was raised in Babylon, say amen. Remember, Esther was the wife of King who? Ahasuerus. At this point, um, you know, God had raised people like Ezra and this time uh, 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 King Nebuchadnezzar was gone. He had, he had messed up and he was gone. And then King Cyrus took over. Somebody holla Cyrus. So Cyrus took over. Now Cyrus is a Babylonian king. Somebody say Babylonian king. He was the king of Pesha. But the Bible said that God stirred up his heart. Aya. Listen, church, God can turn anybody's heart towards you. Amen. Bible said that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And anywhere he wants to, what does he do? As the stream of water, he turns it with us wherever he wills. That's why you must never think that anybody against you cannot be changed. 
God can visit them by a dream of the night. I hear the scripture said on that night, they could the king not sleep. Am I talking to somebody? The king could not sleep. Why? Because somebody needed to be rewarded. There are kings that must not sleep for your sake. In this season where God is raising you as a kingdom builder, some kings will not sleep. I say some kings will not sleep. People in authority will not sleep for your sake. Say amen like you are serious. And so God raised this king and the Bible says God stirred up his heart in Ezra chapter 1 and verse 2. Very amazing. I mean, I was just, I wanted to just study Ezra today, you know, but as I ran into, as I was studying Ezra, I just realized that the story of Nehemiah and Ezra are, are a bit different. Amen, somebody. So the Bible said that God stirred up this man's heart in order for him to build the house of God in Jerusalem. I'm like, Lord, this is humorous. That you stirred up a Babylonian king to go and build your house. Father, stir them, stir them, stir them, stir the Ramaphosas, stir the vice presidents, stir them, stir the ministers that they will build the house of God in this nation. Can I hear an amen, somebody? Say, God, stir their heart. Give me verse 2, please. The person on the screen, walk with me, please. Verse 2. So the king was stirred up by God to go and build the house of God, to go and build the temple of the Lord. And then the king now showed up in verse 3. Just give us verse 3, please. And the king now said to the people of God, at this point there were about 150,000 Jews in, in, in Babylon. The king now went to the people of God and said, any of you who are his people, may you go back home and build Jerusalem. You, his people. I mean, God stays a Babylonian king. He is the one now that is begging God's people to go and build God's house. Somebody holler, are you a kingdom builder? Look at your neighbor, say, are you a kingdom builder? He said, you guys should go back and rebuild Jerusalem. Rebuild the temple of the Lord, God of Israel, who lives in Jerusalem. That's where you, you, he lives where you are running from. Go and build it. Go and build it. Go back and build it. Now, church, it's interesting to know that the children of Israel began to dilly to go back. Now, obviously, I mean, if you look at it from the flesh, it, it, at this point, they were already 50 years in Babylon. They were how many years? 50 years. So, I mean, we understand that by the time Nebuchadnezzar captured, um, captured Jerusalem and burnt it, he took all the people, older, younger. So, by this time, the people, some of the people who left Babylon at one year are now 51 years. Hello, church. Now, and now, anybody under 50 who's a Jew was born where? Was born where? In Babylon. So, so now, the, the, here is the difference. In the captivity that the children of Israel were in Egypt, they were slaves. They were what? What were they? So they will work and they were working for who? For the Egyptians. But in Babylon, it's not the same. Because now when he came to Babylon, remember, Nebuchadnezzar began to select the children of Israel and place them in strategic positions. People like Daniel, that's how they became ministers. So now the children of Israel had prospered in Babylon. 
they have bought houses. They have bought cars. They're driving Rolls Royces. They have built houses in, in Santin. They live in Mayasda Eco Estate. And now, all of a sudden, somebody shows up and says, Hey, my friend, you need to leave all this. Go build the house of God. And they thought, I call now. <laughs> like many of you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> many of you. I mean, these people, remember, some of them are already in varsity. You know, I mean, for instance, somebody like me now who came into South Africa 23 years ago, I gave birth to children. And I'm originally born in Nigeria. Now I'm here. Now, Kion is in vet university. And then I wake up one morning and I say, Kion, Oza, we're going back to Nigeria. <laughs> we need to go and build God's house. Kion will look at me and say, where, where is that? You know, one day we got to Nigeria when Kion was still young. As we arrived, the heat in Nigeria. When, when he came out of the airport, the, the way it was so hot and humid. He said, Daddy, let's go back. I said, son, you were sleeping in the plane throughout the night. <laughs> it's not, it's, South Africa is not here. He said, let's go back. <laughs> Amen. So, so that was the case of these people. They have already become so comfortable in Babylon. Look at your neighbor say, we are leaving Babylon tonight. Oh, look on the other side. Say, we are leaving Babylon tonight. They, they were already so comfortable. They were schooled in Babylon. Some of them only knew Babylon. They only knew the temple worship in Babylon, worshiping the gods of Nebuchadnezzar. They didn't have any other thing they know. And then all of a sudden, God is saying, now it's time to leave Babylon because the prophets kept shouting it. The prophets kept prophesying. Guys, it's time to leave. Give me, let, let me, let me read at least two of them. Uh, Isaiah prophesied, Jeremiah prophesied. Isaiah 48 and verse 20. Isaiah 48 and verse 20. You can also keep that in the New Living Translation. Let's receive what he says. Isaiah 48 and verse 20. Quickly. Book of Isaiah, chapter 48. Yet even now, be free from your captivity. What do you do? Everybody shout it out loud. And who else? And the Babylonians sing out this message. Shout it to the ends of the earth. The Lord has redeemed his servants, the people of Israel. Leave Babylon. Look at your neighbor and say, please leave Babylon. I'm going to tell you who Babylon is because you, some of you are wondering, Apostle, but we are in house of treasures. Where is Babylon? No, the Babylon is the system that is controlling South Africa. Babylon runs the economy of South Africa. Babylon runs the people of South Africa, but you are not among them. Can I hear an amen? The Bible said, though you are in this world, you are not of what? This world. Don't allow their system to control you. I preached this message recently in a conference in Germiston. But I'm going to get there by Sunday. How to live outside of Babylon. You have to learn it. Church, the earlier you learn it, the better for you because Babylon is crashing. Those of you who read your Bible, Revelation chapter 18 and verse maybe let me just pause here. Preach Jesus, I'm distracted now. How did I get to? That was supposed to be Sunday message. But let us glean from it. Are you ready to glean something? Revelation chapter 1 and verse um, 18 verse 1. Let's look at it. I think Joshua Selman preached on it the first time he came here. When he was talking out about, uh, there was a message he preached. 
as thy soul, something about soul. As what? Even as thy soul. You guys are clever. Child. I have a good class here. You still remember that message? Even as thy, that it just came into my spirit now. Even as thy soul prospered. He read the scripture. Powerful. Look at this. He said, after all this, I saw another angel come down from where? From heaven with great authority. And the earth grew bright with his splendor. Keep going. He gave a mighty shout. Everybody read the next sentence. Babylon is what? Falling. That great city is falling. She has become a home of what? For demons. She is the hideout of every foul spirit. A hideout of every foul vulture. And every foul and dreadful animal. Keep going. For all the nations are falling because of the wine of her passionate immorality. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her because of her desires for extravagant luxury. The merchants of this world have grown rich. You, you see, when you have appetite, so much appetite for luxury that you want to do anything to get it, that is Babylon's lifestyle. Are we together? Life is in stages. Men are in phases. Say amen to that. Live your life according to where God has placed you. I'm amazed today at how young people, when I, when I go to Centen Mall, I see young people running after very expensive clothes, running after Gucci, Dosi and Gabbana, Louis Vuitton. Keep naming them. Balenciaga. Keep going, keep going. You'll have fake of them. Don't worry, we, we know. Some of you have original, but keep naming them. All these brands, church, there are, there are stages where that's not what you need. There is this, you see, oh Jesus. From age one to age 25, they are called the, uh, the uh, what, what season is that? The preparatory seasons of your life. How many seasons do we have? Four. Name them. Summer, winter, autumn, and spring. Now, these four stages are all in a man's life. From age 1 to 25, those are preparatory stages. Those are the stages when you go to school, educate yourself, acquire knowledge, acquire information. But from age 25 to age 50, those are the summer years of your life. That is not the time to think of designer clothes. Those are the time to build investments. From 50, you can wear, if you want to go and live inside Louis Vuitton, you can live there. Stay there and say, oh, every, wear me, wear me. You can do that. But see, there are preparatory stages in life. Please, I beg you. This is the fallacy of this generation. Don't go and squander your future in expensive clothes now. You don't need it. You don't. Those are stages where you prepare for your future. Because now by the time you get to 50, you have entered the winter years of your life. Jesus made a statement. He said, work while it is what? Day. For the night cometh where no man can work. 
May you not go and spend what you are supposed to enjoy in the night in your day. Work while it is day. They, that's the problem with the Babylonian system. The Babylonian system tells you that, oh, as long as you have worked hard, enjoy. No, the kingdom of God works different. God is a God of process. Say amen, somebody. God will take you through process. God does not, God is not, uh, you know, the kind that just throws you up. It doesn't. God does not throw people up. Say amen. What does God do? The Bible calls him the lifter up of our head. How does a lift go? From one floor to what? To the other. So God will take you through floor one, four, two, three, forty, fifty, sixty floor. He's going to elevate you slowly. Because he has to teach you character. You have to have what? Character. Because money has power. <laughs> you know when I hear people praying, Father, give me 10 billion. What? <laughs> do you know what is 10 billion? The day you have 10 billion, do you know the principalities as the realm of 10 billion? When they confront you, you will just, hey, Father, I want to die. Are we together? That's why, look, look at all the history of people who have won the loto. How many kept the money? I don't know of anyone except the guy that runs a, what's that restaurant by Shell Garage? What's that restaurant there? By Shell Garage, by KFC. Callistos. You know the owner of Callistos won Lotto. That's how he built that thing there. He's the only one I know who has used Lotto money. I don't, I don't know. Did, did any of you win Lotto? Because I can't see it in you. <laughs> Are we together? <laughs> but <laughs> the truth of the matter is many people just woke up, played number three, number 15, number 37, and number 45. And somebody is writing down. I'm not prophesying. Please, I'm just guessing. <laughs> Apostle has prophesied in the name of Jesus. You take all your money. That is left for grocery. You go and play lotto. I didn't send you. Look at your neighbor. Say, Apostle didn't send you. I'm just guessing the number because I saw somebody took a pen and was right. Number three. Number. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> now, now you go and play lotto and you suddenly run into 10 million. Now, church, let me tell you what happens when you win 10 million lotto. Say amen. You know what happens. The moment they pay you that money, on that day, there are certain levels of principalities that face people with 10 million. They are now dispatched to you. Asha. <laughs> now you have been used to handling 10,000 rands you earn from a manager in spa. And now you, are, you have confronted 10 million. Now, how many of you know in the Satan's ranking, there are se several ranks. There is demons, there is principalities, wicked spirits, all kinds of forces of darkness. So now they send you the one equal to 10 million. And you have never, you've never even confronted the one for 20,000. <laughs> now a principality of 10 million comes to you. 
And then you'll find out that in less than a month or two months or a year, you are back from 10 million to living in your mother's back room in Soweto. Are we together? That is the problem. That's why God allows us to grow. So he grows us from glory to glory. From faith to faith. From blessing to what? Blessing. From prosperity to... Pro so God will give you 10,000, try you, and grow you to 20,000. You manage well, he will grow you. At that point, you are confronting all those principalities. If you are still under 10,000, you are still under 20,000, under 50,000, that means you have not confronted those principalities. For some of us who have entered certain dimensions, that's why our prayer like, uh, you know, <laughs> my, wife, my wife looked at me this morning. He said, baby, I mean, she says, baby, I don't know how you do this. How you just pray? Because I was praying she was in the room. Why she was in the room? Talking with Jesus in the dream. I was jagabada, gada, yagada. <laughs> she said to me, baby, how do you do this? Like, I mean, last night was quite cold. But I would do that. You know why? Because of the realms we have touched. We have now disciplined. Because you see, if you enter the realm that I am by all of a sudden, and you are still struggling with one hour prayer, no now, no, they, will fry, they will put you in the fry pan. You'll be like fish, fish fingers. Are we together, somebody? That's how it works. So that's why God trains you. God prepares you. He said, Jesus said, a body has he give, prepared for me. So church, there are realms. Look at your neighbor, say there are dimensions. Don't just pray. Please, seek to grow. Seek to grow. There are levels. People are praying for what they can't handle. And God is not giving it. They're saying God is unjust. You can't handle it. You don't have the discipline to fast. You don't have the discipline to pray for two hours. Wait on the stand before God. Six hours. And then you want 10 million. Beloved, the principalities that will be released to you, you won't handle them. I guarantee you, you will not. That's why we grow. I don't even know how I go. This is not part of my message. But I'm helping somebody's destiny tonight. If you want more, what do you do? If you want more, what do you do? Grow. You grow. Look at your neighbor say, you grow first. You don't have character. You want to have 10 million. Do you know what it is to maintain 10 million? It's like six pack. When I registered in the gym, I went to Instagram. I started looking for guys who have six-pack. All of them with big chests like this. And I was trying to get inspiration. I was being inspired. Lord, when I get to gym, I will do it by fire, by force. That was the day I went. By the time I came out from the gym, I slept in the car, right in the parking. I left the parking, came to church. I started sleeping here in the parking. When a lady saw me, the compassion she had on me made me say, I won't go to gym again. <laughs> you know, when, when your daughter has the face of, the kind of mercy that was on her face. Oh, shame, daddy. That, that's what she said. Daddy, it will be well. It will shall be better. <laughs> Jesus. I say, I'm getting encouragement. Jesus. <laughs> this gym, <laughs> this gym is of the devil. What is going on here? 
Now, lady was encouraging me. Shame. Hey, yeah. <laughs> you know, since that day she said that thing, I have not gone. You are the cause. Hey, yeah. Shame that it shall be better. Now, as you keep going, let me encourage you. <laughs> I said, I refuse that level of compassion from my daughter. What is going on here? Amen, somebody. But I will go back in Jesus' name. I will not be deep. That gym thing is by fire, by force. <laughs> ah, yeah. How did we get to gym? <laughs> no, but we were reading about Babylon. He said, he said uh, uh, go to the next verse, verse 4. Go to the next verse. Then I heard another voice calling from heaven. Come, everybody read, one, two, go. Come away from Babylon, my people. Don't live like the Babylonians. Come away from them, my people. Don't take part in their sins or you will be punished with her. That's why many of God's people are suffering what Babylon is suffering. God is not unrighteous. Believe me. Ch listen, church. One day I finished praying. The Lord, I heard a strange word from God. I heard this word. I am eager to bless my people. I say, Lord, really? And people are struggling. So I know many people in church who are struggling financially. And God had the audacity to tell me, I am eager to bless my people. So what is the problem? If the giver is eager to give, how come the receiver is not eager to receive? Then something must be stopping us. And we will deal with that in this, in this series. Say amen, somebody. Come away from her, my people. Don't partake of her sin or you'll be punished like with her. Next verse. For her sin is piled as high as the heaven and God remembers her evil deeds. God has done what? Remembered her what? Her evil deeds. My goodness. Boy, I don't want to even keep reading. Give me, give me verse 9. Give me verse 9. Let me see. He said, and the kings of this world who committed adultery with her and enjoy her great luxury will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. But listen to me. The systems of this world are collapsing. If you don't know it now, you better know. There is confusion. Your head, the BRICS country now, coming together. Brazil, keep going. Russia, Keep going. India, keep going. What? China and then South Africa. They are coming together now. They want to form another currency because they want to bring down American currency. Babylon is confused. And I'm going to teach you because the word Babylon is what? Confusion. Somebody holler confusion. You all remember in Genesis chapter 11 when they gathered together from verse 1 and say, let us come together, let us build us a tower that will get to where? To heaven. And let us make us a name. God looked at them. So you guys want to build without me. You see, God does not mind you building towers that will get to heaven. But the only problem is they were doing it with Babylonian system. That's why it's called the Tower of Babel. So when God saw that they were building this thing apart from him, what did he do? He now told the angels, let us go down and let us see what the sons of men are doing. And even God said that these that they have imagined, so they were using the power of imagination 
to build. And that this that they have imagined, nothing shall be restrained of them from them, that which they have imagined to do. So church, they were using the power of imagination to build without God. And that is what Babylon is doing today. And unfortunately, many Christians are living in Babylon. They are living in the Babylonian system. God said, come away from them. Don't stay with them. Because it's gone. Babylon is falling right in our eyes. Church, Babylon has fallen. The system has failed. I told you, listen, to show you that the system has failed. If they are a whole home affairs of a nation that proclaims that Jesus is Lord, will go and they will approve from legislation that we can wed two men and two women. Babylon is falling. Babylon is really falling. I mean, look at the educational system. The private schools are the only schools now that you can really... Public schools is very few that are in order. It's falling. The system is breaking down. Every The sooner you learn to live outside of Babylon, and I'm going to teach you how, because this church is run outside of Babylon. That's why people are wondering if I have a tree. You all remember the tree? Mm. They think I have a tree where I pluck money from. But we are running it outside of Babylon. Say amen to that. We are running it by faith. By faith. Because if you want to live life with the Babylonian system, they're going to they will choke you. Remember, the Bible said that the servant is a what? The, sorry, the borrower is a what? A servant to who? To the lender. You will learn how to live outside of Babylon. Say amen, somebody. So, um, Jeremiah, Isaiah prophesied to them. Go back to Isaiah 48 and verse 20. He prophesied to them. He said, yet even now, be free from your captivity. Leave Babylon the Babil and the Babylonians. Sing out this message. Shout it to the ends of the earth. The Lord has redeemed his servants, the people. Give me Jeremiah chapter 50 and verse 8. Jeremiah 50 and verse 8. Oh man, I read all this in the King James. I, I didn't know that New Living Translation is so nice. My goodness. It says, remove out of the midst of what? Are you reading with me? Everybody read one, two, go. Remove out of the midst of Babylon and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as the he goat before the flock. Say amen to that. He said, get out of Babylon. Get out of their system. So here is this king. Cyrus, who God stirred his heart and said, tell, you go and build Jerusalem. He had no business, but God stirred his heart. And God come, he now comes to tell the people of God and say, guys, any of you who want to be kingdom builders, it's time for you to go back and build the kingdom of God. It's time for you to go back and build the house of the Lord. Build God's systems. Build schools that were run by the systems of God. Where are your amens? When I'm praying that God will make you a, so, a proprietor of a school, what do you think I'm praying for? So that you go there. 
Boy, boy go to Forsberg. Go to the Muslim schools and see what they are teaching them. You think these boys that left and took a plane and ran into uh, Twin Towers years ago in 9-11, uh, that it was normalized? They were taught from, from the day they were, even from their womb, the mother's womb, that if you go and kill yourself for the sake of Allah, there will be seven virgins, there will be mansions, there will be this. They've been indoctrinated. For somebody to enter plane, run it into Twin Towers. You think it's normal? You that love your life like this. You can't even sacrifice little for the house of God. Somebody will put their life on the line to kill so many people and, and, and just blast Twin Towers so that he can kill as many people as possible. All these things begin with indoctrination from little. Now, why are we praying that you become a kingdom builder? Because the day you build your own school, you will bring the Bible into play. Right from grade R, you will start teaching the ones in grade R Bible. Bible will become one of the subjects. You will teach them the ways of God. You will teach them the things of God. By the time they get to 16, they've already read Bible from page 1 to page last. Now, how do you do with, deal with a child like that? I mean, go to Muslim schools. 10-year-old boys are quoting Quran. And here, our 10-year-old boys are running helter-skelter. Okay, not us, because more than the Sunday school are teaching them scriptures. Are we together? Are we together, church? But that's why God wants you to be a kingdom builder. Run businesses. Imagine if one of us owns Absa Bank or Net Bank. Just picture that a member of this church owns Net Bank. Uh, don't you all picture those kind of things? That you own airline. Amen. We just see Sibongile Airline. And she's a member of House of Treasures. When I want to fly, they say all flights are booked. She will tell everybody, hey, my friend, there is no flight today. That one plane is taking my father to Cape Town to go and preach. Instead of me being pushed up and down. One day I was going to preach. I missed my flight. <laughs> I don't know who I was. I was with the protocol. I missed my flight. I had to buy another ticket for another airline they call, is it Lyft or Airlift? What is the name? It's Lyft, right? No, there's another one. Is Lyft, uh, something lifting. No, there's an airline called Lyft, man. Yeah. So I, I, I flew that. Why? Because I missed my first flight. Amen, somebody. I was going to preach that evening in Cape Town and I, I was already at the airport. What will I tell the man of God? They were waiting. In fact, by the time I was at the airport, they have called me 10 times. So I bought the flight immediately. I paid like almost 10 times the normal flight price because I needed to be in Cape Town. Just picture that one of you owns an airline. You will own one. Oh. You will own one. Listen, the reason for this conference is that God is raising kingdom builders. Because you see, when we talk kingdom builders, you all just think he's coming to build that. No, you are building conglomerate that represents the name of Christ. Are we together? Owning businesses, running conglomerates, running companies, running 
all them, imagine all them, brother Norman, owning pharmacy shop that are bigger than this can. All over the nation. Son, you will get there in Jesus' name. In this season, that's what God is raising. God is raising kingdom builders. Kingdom builders. Men who are globally minded. Church, that's why I have to teach you this thing. I'm I need to expand. You know how you, you pull rubber band, rubber band and pull it so that the elasticity gets to the limit. That's how we are stretching your mind. So that you stop thinking small. God needs to, because this thing all begins with the mind. Remember as a man thinketh in his heart, what happens? So easy. So God needs to first stretch your mind. Stretch your mind out of your comfort zone. Because Babylon is comfortable. These people have prospered. Church, you know, how many of you have been to Dubai? Let me see your hand. Raise your hand now. What is your challenge? In this church, Jesus. Father, I pray. How many of you don't have international passport? Stand up. Now you have provoked me. If you don't have international passport, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand, don't, give me John 8.44. You don't have international. Pastor! Pumlani! Jesus. It has expired. No, that means you have. You're, you. Guys, listen. Every one of you after today, Itumelen, after being with me for 11 years, the devil is a liar. Every one of you go tomorrow and apply for international passport. I am praying for global citizens. How are you going to go? Beloved, you don't trek to America. Are we together? You see, church, this is why we... Do, how many of you know now that every one of you who don't have passport, the prayer I prayed on Sunday is wasted? Because there is no way it can... How are you going to go to America? If God opens a door to America for you to go and do business today with Bill Gates... Oh, you think it's impossible. Wait for what God will do with you. I say, wait for God, what God will do with you. Beloved, you must be ready at all times. Be ready. Be prepared for anything that will happen from God. Are we together, church? Preparation is the mother of breakthrough. Be prepared at all times. Be prepared. Get ready for anything possible. Anything is possible. don't even know how I got there. But church, listen to me. We got to get out of Babylon to build the kingdom of God. To build the kingdom of God. It's high time. Listen, Satan stole all this thing. The music industry now is owned by the secular world. All the top recording studios and top recording companies are all secular. Owned by unbelievers. When are we going to come in and make our own things happen? All the advertising companies are owned by unbelievers. All the, look at, just mention global, global companies. They are owned by unbelievers. Men and women who don't know God, who are just using the money to serve Satan. Some of them are using it against you. They are using it against you. They will fight you. Are we together? Oh, don't miss Sunday's message. In the name of the Lord, don't miss it at all. 
It's winter now. I promise that I will be closing early since it's beginning to get cold. But church, out of 150,000 Jews that were residing in Babylon, only 42,000 went back. Only 42,000. That's because they've gotten so comfortable. And, and, and I, I was saying something about Dubai. The reason I said that, those of you who have been to Dubai, that is one nation that I go to and I wonder, it, you know, Dubai looks like it's plastic. You, you see some buildings, you're like, okay. You're trying to calculate in your head, so somebody build this thing. So you look at the height in the heavens. You're thinking somebody is at the top of this thing, in that floor. Dubai life, in fact, Dubai life looks unreal. It's a wow. I mean, I've been to Dubai many times, but it is still a wow. It is still a wow. Man, you people must travel. Kai, it's an insult in this. Dubai is visa-free for South Africans. When you get there, present your passport, they stamp you in. Hapa, buy ticket now. How much is ticket to Dubai? 15,000, 12,000, save money. Go there, even if you get there and come back the next day, it's okay. You are counted among people that travel. Abba. Some mentality must change. You see, the reason why you are xenophobic and all this tribalism is because you have not gone out. You see, when you see all that word, you realize you are, uh, you are too... Uh, yeah. Traveling does something to your mentality. It does something to you. Look at all the South Africans who have traveled. Look at the way they talk. When you listen to people like this, Vusi Tembe something. Tembe what? You will know that the boy has sense. There is sense. He has traveled. He has met people. When you meet the one who has not gone to Oartambo, there, yeah, there is a way they talk. I don't know anyone who will be xenophobic after traveling to Dubai. When you get there, your head will correct. Abba, you see what your mates are building. You want to come and be fighting others. Your fellow black brothers and sisters. No. Go there, you will see. Man, you bore your boy. Now, this is exactly what happened to the people. It's like you live in Dubai. On the 80th floor of Atlantis. Kabosh. In the middle of the sea. And then they wake you up one day and say, go back to Zimbabwe. Blood of Jesus. <laughs> Look, Father, forgive me. With all due respect, every Zimbabwean, I'm not insulting you. I'm just citing an example. Okay, don't get offended. I'm sorry in advance. Forgive me. <laughs> let me plead for mercy. Have mercy on me. Okay, let me use Mozambique. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chooks is defending Mozambique because of his in-laws. What is your problem? Are we together? That's like living in Dubai and somebody is telling you move back to these places. But only 42,000 left. Church, do you know what sacrifice it took those people to leave? To decide, I'm going to sell my house in Dubai. I'm going to sell my business. They have prospered. Many of them are in government offices, government positions. All them, Daniel, this Daniel that we preach about today was already a minister. All these guys, Esther was the wife of a king. How do you think that kind of person will pack up and go back? And church, 
Now, look at this. Fast forward as I close. I, I, I had to cut my message short. I don't want to go on because of winter. Amen. Now, many years later, the ones that did not go, they were still in Babylon. Guess what happened? Haman now wanted to kill them. If you remain in Babylon, a Haman will arise. Haman now set trap. Because Mordecai refused to bow, he decided he will wipe away all the Jews. That is what happens to those who stay in Babylon. You will be wiped out. It was just by God's intervention that at that time, Esther was already a, a queen. Otherwise, all the Jews were dead men and dead women. So please, I beg you, in the name of the Lord, it's time for us to exit Babylon's system. Don't live like them. Don't drink their drinks. Don't drink their alcohols. Don't drink their whiskeys. Don't smoke like them. Don't sleep around like them. Don't mess around. Don't fool around. Listen, leave the word of Babylon alone. Live by God's system. God's system is far better, I guarantee you. If you leave God's system, you will see the glory of God. All you need to do is grow. Grow in character. Can God trust you? Can God trust you? Grow in character. God is looking at you. If you can't submit to authority now, when you get 10 million, do you think you will submit? Hello, church. Talk to me now. Talk to me. Some of you say, Apostle, the reason I don't pay tithe is because I earn too small. By the time God increases it to 10 million, I will pay tithe of 1 million. Look, somebody say, liar, liar, liar. Let me tell you, if you can't pay tithe of 10,000, not even 5,000 rents, if they give you is more, is much more effort to pay tight in ten, what, with 10 million. Is a much more, there is a lot of energy you must put in to pay tight of 10 million if you cannot pay tight of 10,000 rents. So God needs to trust you from one degree to another. He needs to take you from one level to another. But church, you and I have to exit Babylon. We cannot live by their system anymore. We must live above Babylon. And I'm going to teach you in this process. I pray that God will help me to cover as much before the conference. And then the conference speakers can take it to another level. Are we together, church? But we must learn the ways of God to live outside of Babylon. To exit Babylon. To not think like Babylon. To not do like Babylon. To not... Whatever it is that Babylon operating, we shouldn't live like them. You must live in South Africa as though you are not in South Africa. When they are crying that things are crashing, you are going up. Didn't the Bible say so? When men are cast down, what do you say? That there is a lifting up. Job said it. That when men are cast down, you shall say there is a lifting up. Because for you, while the world is going down, you are going up. Can I hear an amen, church? I said, while the world is crashing, you are rising. The Bible told you, arise and what? For your light has. Say, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For darkness shall cover who? Babylon. And gross darkness, the people of Babylon. He said, but the Lord shall arise upon you. And his glory shall be visibly seen upon your life. 
And then now he concludes it by saying that king Gentiles will, Gentiles will come to your light and their kings to the brightness of your rising. That's how it works. But until you come out from among them, the Bible says come out from among them and be ye separate. Separate yourself from them. When they are going to nightclub, you go read your Bible. Apostle, that's a boring life. It's not true. Jesus is not boring. It's because you still have Babylon in you. My life can never be bored. Look, man, as I am, I enjoy being alone with Jesus. I can stay alone in one room for three weeks. In fact, if you put me in prison, it's not punishment. I will be reading Bible. I will preach to everybody. Me, and, and one thing with me, once I get a revelation and you are around me, ah, you have become congregation. That day, you are Wednesday service. Hi, Jesus. Where is Dickiness Leandre? Is she here? She came into my office to clean on Sunday. I had just received this revelation that Satan fights the gospel with money. I began to preach to her. She was standing there helplessly. Daddy, I need to clean. I need to. <laughs> I was preaching because once I catch something, I must say it. So put me in prison. I will go there. Once I catch revelation, I will get everybody in prison born again. Are we together, somebody? Life with God is not boring. If it's boring for you, that means you have not found him. But when you found he who sits upon the throne, oh, you enjoy his presence. You, you can't get away from his presence. You just enjoy life with him. Am I talking to somebody? Are we together, church? Just find him. Find him. Find him. Say, those that seek me will find me. Say, you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. Find him. There is a place in God when you get to, you enjoy his fellowship. The fellowship of his suffering. That was what Paul was speaking about. Say, being made conformable. You, you know, there are sometimes I'll be praying, I start laughing. That is, there is so much joy that the joy comes out from your mouth. You just start laughing in his presence. Some of you have not gotten there. When you get before God, you are frowning. Some of, the reason why prayer is hard for you, like, each prayer. No, you have not tapped into that realm. Get into that place of fellowship and intimacy. Prayer is supposed to be an intimate thing. It's fellowship, worship, and prayer. It's called koinonia. Somebody holler koinonia. That's what it means. It's an intercourse kind of relationship. It's a fellowship with God. Where both of you are so aligned. You enjoy his presence. So when people are saying, it's hard to pray for one hour. You, six hours, you are still before God. Father, I love you. I just worship you. I just want you. I can do nothing without you. My life is empty without you. You are still fellowshipping with him. Amen, somebody. And then he's busy tapping his foot while you are talking. Oh, that's my son. That's my boy. My daddy, my daddy. Asha. Who knows that song? Ah, I found that song all of a sudden on YouTube. I've been playing it for my wife. She has not refused to listen. She has refused to listen. She asked me, who played this song? I said, she, we, all of us are enjoying it. My daddy, my daddy. 
Sing it now. Your baby is singing. We'll be singing and shouting and dancing for, for the rest, rest of eternity. Come on. My father, my father. Oh, yeah. Your baby is singing. Come on. Hallelujah. I will be singing and shouting and dancing for the rest of eternity. My father, my father. You are born again, my daughter. Your baby is singing. Asha, come on now. I will be singing and shouting and dancing for, for the, the rest, rest of eternity. Choir, come up, come up, come up. Aya. They have turned me like alcohol. Hey, I am now drunk in the spirit. Ashada Bayagada. Oh, Jesus. Ashada Yadadada. Oh, glory to God. Man, church, do you see how nice the presence of God is? Just by that singing, everything around me has just changed. It is only you. Oh, yes. Kashada Yadada. Oh, yes, Lord. Only you are God. Father, how much you love him. I tell you, you guys just excited me now. 
my goodness thank you lord we love you jesus we love you father your babies are singing your babies are praising your babies are exalting you your children are singing before you your children are bubbling before you father we love you lord we love you father we worship you lord jesus we give you glory we give you honor we bless your name oh god thank you father in the name of jesus glory to god give me ezra chapter 2 and let's just pray with that scripture ezra chapter 2 verse 1 ezra 2 and verse 1 give it to me quickly please the bible says, here is the list of the jews maybe give me this in the king james i read it in the king james give me in the king james let us pray as we close Ezra chapter 2 and verse 1, King James Version of the Bible. Say, now these are the children of the province that went up out of captivity of those which had... You know, there is something I saw in verse 11 of chapter 1. Give me verse 11. Give it to me in the King James. Verse 11 of chapter 1. I think that's the last verse in chapter 1. It says, and all the vessels of gold and of silver were 5,400. And all these did Sheshbaza bring up, somebody say up, with them of the captivity that were brought up from Babylon unto Jerusalem. Church, do you see that when gold leaves Babylon, it goes up? When gold leaves Babylon to the people of God, it does what? But when it goes to Babylon, what happens? It goes down. That's why you must prosper. That's the reason why God said to me, I'm eager to make you rich. That's the truth. God wants to prosper you. Because when gold leaves the house of God and goes to Babylon, it goes down. But when it comes to back to Babylon, to the house of God, it comes up. But that's not the prayer. I, I, I saw that when I was studying and I thought, let me share that with you before he escapes me. Church, I told you on Sunday, believe God to prosper you. Believe, build your faith. Build your faith on kingdom prosperity. Go study the word. Confess the word every day. Confess it. Church, you can't wake up every morning and leave your house and not confess that million flow is coming into your hands. Well, I told you guys how I got my first million rent. I registered a business. They gave me, I went to FMB to open an account. Opened the account, the first check, leaflet. I wrote out one million to the house of God. And I stuck it to my wardrobe. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I see is that check. I say in the name of Jesus, I call you into my account. Church, it didn't take up to one year. I had a million rent in my account. These things, this prayer, death and life is where? In the power of where? The tongue. Why are you not using it? Write out a check. If any of you who have checkbooks or you have something, write it out, stick it to your wardrobe. Somewhere you must see every day because you must go to your wardrobe to collect clothes every day. When you see that paper, say in the name of Jesus, I call this 10 million into my account. Beloved, it will not take long. Because words are creative. Words are what? 
creative. Use these principles you are being taught every day. This is how we will overrule that ba Babylon. Am I talking to somebody? Give me chapter 2 verse 1 so that we can pray. Chapter 2 verse 1. Quickly, sir. 2 verse 1. Glory to God. My daddy, my daddy. Felix is singing. Asha. I will be singing and dancing and shouting for the rest of eternity. Now, these are the children of the province that went up out of captivity. When the children of God left Babylon, where did they go? They went up. You are going up by force. I say you are going up by fire in the name of Jesus. He says they went up of those which had been carried away whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away unto Babylon and came again unto Jerusalem and Judah, everyone unto his city. What's our prayer? Father, everyone that is still connected to Babylon, Father, deliver us today. Deliver me from Babylon. Are you ready to pray that prayer? Father, set me free from Babylon. Deliver me from Babylon. Babylon is a system. Babylon is the world system of covenant, the world system of operation. Father, in the name of Jesus, today, deliver me from Babylon. Are you ready to pray? Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, today, Lord, deliver me from Babylon. Get me out of Babylon. In the name of Jesus, pray that prayer shortly. Pray it right now like you mean it. Heavenly Father, get us out of Babylon. Lord, I pray for everyone, anyone in under House of Treasures Ministries that is still hooked up to Babylon, that the Babylon that Nebuchadnezzar is still keeping away in Babylon. Father, today, I command their deliverance now. I command their release now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I command their release now. Release now. Release now. I declare their release, their freedom from Babylon in the name of Jesus. From the Babylonian system. My God, I declare their release. I declare their freedom. Anyone under this ministry that, oh God, Babylon is still hooked. My God, Babylon is still wired. My God, Babylon has by force kept it. Lord, today, I break the power of Babylon and I command their freedom in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, deliver us from Babylon. Lord, deliver us from Babylon. You said through your servant, Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 10, let my people go from Babylon. My God, my God, he said, leave Babylon alone. Father, deliver us from Babylon. Deliver us from Babylon. Deliver us from Babylon. Deliver me from Babylon. Deliver your people from Babylon. In the name of Jesus. Somebody pray, pray, pray like you are serious. Father, deliver me from the Babylonian system. Deliver my household. Deliver my children. Deliver this house. Deliver your people from the systems of Babylon. From the falling systems of Babylon. The Bible says Babylon the great is falling. 
somebody pray you are fasting today whereas you are waiting on the Lord pray this guy goeth not out except by prayer and by fasting this guy goeth not out except by prayer and by fasting in the name of Jesus I break off Babylon from your life I tear down Babylon from your life in the name of Jesus I declare your escape from Babylon I speak your escape from Babylon I declare your escape from Babylon in the name of Jesus I declare your deliverance from Babylon Somebody pray. You are coming out of Babylon tonight. You are coming out of Babylon. Your house is coming out of Babylon. Your cars are coming out of Babylon. Your children are coming out of Babylon. Outside of Babylonian system father we are asking for your deliverance you know how you will help us out of this system many Christians many believers are stuck with the systems of this world father we are pleading by your mercy to set us free from Babylon deliver us from Babylon 
we are ready to live right now we are ready to deny babylon we are ready now to denounce babylon father therefore deliver us from babylon in the name of jesus father set us free lord oh for whom the son sets free is free indeed father we receive our freedom 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 i just heard the holy ghost say to me your time for death freedom has come i say your time for death freedom has come i declare supernatural death cancellation supernatural death cancellation on your property supernatural death cancellation on your car supernatural death cancellation it is time that you are free father we receive it lord we receive it in the name of jesus thank you heavenly father for our answers for our miracles our signs and wonders in jesus name we pray and the church say amen put your hands together for the lord